take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. I'm excited to introduce you to one of my coaches today. As a mentor and teacher and coach, I understand the importance of having my own mentors and teachers and coaches. My next guest has been teaching me about systems. If you run any kind of business, you know that setting up systems is necessary to free your time for the things you enjoy doing and are good at and reduce the things that you don't enjoy or don't have the knack for. I love to teach. I love to work with clients. I love to create this podcast and to create frameworks for understanding that invite us into a deeper connection with our true nature. What I'm not so hot on is the tech part of things, the back end of things. And that is why I was so blessed to meet Molly. She actually reached out to me to be a guest on her podcast, Tactical Magic, last year. So I've included a link to that episode in the show notes if you want to listen to it. And I was so impressed with her. I asked her for her help on the tech side of things so that I could serve more people. It's also her freedom lifestyle that I really wanted to share with you on this podcast. In fact, first time we met, she was coming to me from her totally decked out sprinter van. And I was like, wow, this woman is living her best life. I ran over with the computer to show my husband because he's obsessed with sprinter vans. And I was like, look, look, this woman is living the total freedom lifestyle from her van. That's another reason I wanted to invite her into the grace space because I know her story will inspire you to believe that you really can decide for any life you want and that you should follow your bliss. Molly Mandelberg is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up. She's the creator of Magnetic Influencer Collective and also the writer and illustrator of the Wild Hearts Rise Up Oracle Deck. She's the host of two podcasts, Tactical Magic and Reveal the Game of Life, and she is a best-selling author. After spending years mastering content creation and online marketing, Molly finds her bliss in bridging the worlds of heart-centered healing and transformation with the practical business strategies of levering a message into a global movement. She's a certified NLP coach, an Access Consciousness Bars facilitator, a transformational leadership coach, and a full-time nomad. Molly works with coaches, healers, and conscious leaders to broadcast their messages with ease so that they can reach more people and make more money with less time spent. She travels the world full-time and runs her six-figure business out of her self-converted Sprinter Van tiny home. 
Molly loves helping her clients to systemize their work and master the magnetics of marketing so they can experience more freedom and make an even bigger difference. Welcome, Molly. I'm so happy to have you here on The Grace Space. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is super fun. First of all, tell me, where are you coming to us from today? Today, I'm near Portland, Oregon. I'm actually visiting my mom for a week before I fly to Mexico. Oh, wow. So um, when I first met Molly, everybody, the first time we saw each other on screen, she was calling from inside her totally outfitted van yeah. uh, where she where she lives uh, part of the time. She's a, a, a nomad on the road with a totally independent lifestyle. And this is one of the things that I am fascinated to hear more about. Tell, tell us about van life and the um, independence that your lifestyle affords you. Yeah. Um, so I do live in the van full time. Um, I have been nomadic for about 12, almost 13 years. And the van I've lived in full time for three years. So it it is my house. I don't have a like normal address. I use my mom's house for mail. She opens my mail when I'm away on adventures. Um, but for me, I knew when I finished college at 22 that I wanted to travel. And that was the only thing that I really knew that I was passionate about and that I knew lit me up from the inside. And I was terrified of falling into a career that was some sort of soul-sucking dead-end job. Um, I was terrified of working behind a desk, which is funny because I work at a desk all the time now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, all I knew was I had this passion for being on the road and being in new places and exploring this planet. Um, so I just started doing that. And I would travel abroad in the winter and I would drive around the country going to music festivals and visiting friends and family in my Subaru in the summer and working for a few months here or there when I ran out of money, but really living off almost nothing. Um, and then this, you know, synchronized series of events led me to accidentally starting my business as a hypnotherapist um, about six years ago. And that sh shortly evolved into coaching, which then evolved into helping coaches and healers with their businesses. Because I started noticing that I had a capacity for content creation. I've always been a writer. I spent a lot of those years traveling around the world working on a novel. And I started honing this craft of copywriting and content creation. And I have a knack for technology and automation and system building. So I was like geeking out on funnels and automation and how to market a business with online strategies. And meanwhile, um, not making a lot of money as a coach or as a healer, as a hypnotherapist, but I had all my friends. I was in this deep, like amazing community of co other coaches and healers. And I had the opportunity to um, speak in front of a group of them. And I had this moment where I asked my good friend, Karen, uh, would you just tell me what I'm good at? Because I can't seem to see it for myself. I don't know what the world needs for me. Would you just tell me? what it is that the world needs from me. And she was like, you have a capacity with creation, with the content creation and with the technology that we all suck at. And I had the thought of um, that can't be right. No one's going to pay me for that because that's the fun stuff. And she was like, no, it's really not fun for any of us. <laughs> it's really not. Um, so I had the opportunity to speak to a group of 15 people the next day and I changed my whole 
focus of my talk. It was going to be about something else. And I made it about um, getting support with technology and automation and system building um, and content creation for your business. And I had three people out of 15 sign up for a $97 session. Those led to full packages for all three of them. And that was like a suddenly making money after not making money for a while. I was like, oh, something here is in alignment. Something has clicked into place. And I suddenly feel like I'm being paid to be myself because the stuff that I'm already geeking out on, I get to be paid for. And I speak the language of these people so intimately because that's the world that I'm from. The spiritual healer, holistic practitioner space is what I what I know and the language that I speak. And so uh, it's been a journey of unfolding this organic um, unraveling of recognizing, you know, I don't want to work in an office. I want to work online and crafting my lifestyle to allow me to continue traveling. And so now I get to run a six-figure business from the back of a van as I travel the world full-time. And that's because of the way that I designed my business to work for me. And it was this really, yeah, I couldn't have planned it to be the way that it turned out. And the way that it turns out continues to astound me and how perfect it is for me. It's so inspiring to hear your your background and story because one of the things that I'm constantly you know, uh, one of my big messages with my clients is what would you love? What would you love doing? I mean, to hear that you didn't, there was part of you that just assumed you couldn't get paid for having fun (laughs) and doing what you were good at. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily believe that they can truly uh, make a a living and, and actually make a really great living doing what it is they love, especially when they haven't fully identified what that is yet. But your story is one of a person who followed her heart and, you know, and and trusted to some degree that you would be led to your path so much so that you even just asked, asked a friend, what do you see? And that led to the opening, uh, which created the the life that you have now. Yeah, totally. And I, I preach a similar message of, yeah, follow your curiosity, ask those questions of yourself. What about this do I love and what about this feels hard to me? What Mm -hmm. am I already great at that I've maybe overlooked as my expertise or my genius? You know, follow follow the tendrils of passion, whatever tiny bits of them there are. I know finding your purpose is kind of a a trite catchphrase. I just did an episode about that on my other podcast. But, um, But it's really important to pay attention to what lights you up and take note of that and foster that and give that more of your attention and see what it becomes. Because, man, if you told me a decade ago that I would be teaching marketing, I would have laughed in your face. And it turns (laughs) out I have a deep passion for helping people craft their message and share their movement and grow their mission on this planet. And I would have never guessed that it would look like this. Do you believe that every person has something unique to share with the world and that they can connect with what that is? I do believe that. I think for some of us, it looks like broadcasting a message in this way. And for others, it doesn't look as um, as visible. But absolutely, I think everyone has something that they're on this earth to contribute. 
Now, you have not one but two podcasts, right? Tactical Magic, and which I had the honor of uh, being on recently with you, and Reveal the Game of Life. Tell, tell us about your podcasts. Why two yeah. podcasts? Yeah, why two? <laughs> well, I, one was good enough for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started Tactical Magic, I think, three, a little over three years ago. Um, and Tactical Magic's subheading is the business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. So the episodes on that show um, kind of alternate between more spiritual healing modalities and ideas and tools with which to transform and also more business minded strategies of how to actually um, run your business as a healer or holistic practitioner or coach in a more strategic way, in a smarter way. And I have experts that I interview and I also sometimes just share, you know, a nugget of wisdom that's coming up for me in my business that I want to make sure my audience gets a hold of. And then uh, Reveal the Game of Life uh, just launched this past January in 2021. And it is, uh, I guess the title kind of says what it is, Reveal the Game of Life. It's about a, a conversation about consciousness and how to sort of recognize what's real for you and what's true for you and start stepping into more of your potency and more of your own um, truth, regardless of what this reality is trying to tell you is true or real. And so it's a conversation. It, I don't have guests on that show. It's just me and my co-host, Chris Tommaso, um, riffing on consciousness and uh, asking each other quest questions that then allow us to reveal more of our own truth. So it's, I'd say a lot of that show is kind of channeled and it's also mm. a discovery process, but I, I really enjoy it. It's really fun to make. And I think people have been loving it too, which is really fun. I love what you said that 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 show in a way is is channeled. And I've been thinking a lot lately about the courage that it takes to trust that if you're present enough, what you need to say, if anything needs to be said, will come to you. Oh, yeah. Have you yeah. experienced that? Absolutely. And I think people are channeling a lot more than they think they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then they realize this yeah. is uh, very true, I find. Yeah, absolutely. And and that being asked questions, because um, sometimes we're so in our own worlds that we don't ask ourselves questions. Um, if you ever have the chance to be interviewed by anyone, I'd say, say yes, because you don't know what will be revealed to you in that process of being asked which is why having a coach or having a therapist or having anyone who's going to ask you questions is such a valuable tool in life because that's when we when we're called forth to answer or to, we start to reveal something in us that we didn't know was there. Yes, and depending on and and, and what is revealed depends on the person who asks it, uh, on the circumstances, on the surroundings. Um, as a teacher, I've noticed that, um, you know, I used to, <laughs> when I first started teaching uh, and, and, and coaching, I was working a lot more from a, um, a plan, you know, and um, because I felt like I needed the, the, to make sure that I had the support of my, uh, of, of a structure, you know, that, that I could teach from. Even though I, I, I've always had confidence in myself as a teacher, I think I was teaching more from the mind in those days. And, uh, and as I've evolved as a person, as a human being, 
um, I've come to realize that a lot of the inspired moments in life didn't come from me at all. They came from somewhere beyond the limited personality. And, uh, you know, we all have the ability to allow that presence to shine forth uh, in in whatever way, as you were saying, in, in maybe not in, in a visible way, but in whatever way that it is uh, destined to shine forth from us. And, and really, our job is to get out of the way and to trust more. This is yeah. something I really admire about what I see in you and your lifestyle is this sense of, of trust and going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the most fun place for me to be. And I feel like it's so much easier to surrender to that flow without a plan. Um, but I totally get that. And I want to point that out, actually, that it's beautiful to have a plan. It's beautiful to have a map. And it's also important to have the spaciousness that you can like meander from it in between mm -hmm. and discover new things and find that. Um, sometimes I'll take a wrong turn when I'm like cr crossing the country, like, oh no, I missed the highway and now I'm on this other road. And if I don't have like a scheduled, I need to get to this next place by this certain time, which I try not to as much as possible. I'll say, oh, I wonder what I'm supposed to find over here. And I'll just follow the road and, you know, I do laundry in Bakersfield instead of in Santa Cruz and, <laughs> you know, figure out what that town was there for me and just trust that I didn't make that, that my body maybe guided me towards this other direction because there was a divine intervention of something that had to happen over there. And we all have access to that. And the more that we uh, give up the need to hyper schedule ourselves or hyper plan our lives, the more we can actually plan for that surrendering to the flow, that spaciousness, I think the more magic can occur in our lives. Mm. So reveal the game of life to me sounds like uh, an exploration of universal law. That's how I would put it. There are Absolutely. There are, yeah, right. Like the, the, and the laws, when you, when you, the, the word law uh, could conjure up, uh, you know, images of rigidity. Um, and in, in a sense, I guess the, 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 the laws are, are rigid in the sense that they can never be broken. But the way that we get into harmony with those laws is through flow. <laughs> so totally. it's a bit of a paradox. Yeah, and we're noticing that in the production of that show as well, that we're like, oh, we need to know what the topic is. And then we'll like prompt ourselves with a couple questions about the topic. And then we feel like we have to keep going back to that. And the last, I think, four or five episodes we've recorded, we just started talking because us interacting is like makes the magic, which is why we started the podcast together in the in the first place. Mm -hmm. And he says, why aren't you recording? And then I hit record and then we just go on the topic that we're just talking about from right then. And it's been so much more magical to have no, it's like there's no bank to the river. The river is just flow. Mm. And we end up finding a topic and we end up talking about that topic and unpacking it until it finds mm. its conclusion. But yeah, I, it's it's scary to, to be a normal person who's been raised in a normal society that says, you know, rules are how we function. And then to say, okay, but like, what would it be like if I had less rules around this right now? And I love what you brought up about the, the laws of the universe. That's all we're trying to reveal of how mm. does this reality actually function and how do I as an infinite being best function 
in co-creation with this reality. Like if this is only as real as I make it, this is an adventure of exploring of how can I be happy today? What does peace feel like today? Who am I today? What would my like grandest, highest excitement expression of my life look like today? And then, you know, where do I come up against edges of myself or of other people or of this reality as I go about figuring that out? It's pretty fun. That's true freedom. Yeah. To, to have the freedom to, to step into the unknown with yourself, the courage to step into the unknown, not knowing who you even are uh, when you wake up in the morning. And, and, and the, the present moment does that. The present moment is the thing that we most want to avoid because in that moment, we, we don't have this the identity that we're so accustomed to. And I think that, that we're being asked now as a, as a human population to step out of these roles that have been so defined up until recently to spend more time in contemplation of what it is that we're actually here for not to you know grow up go to school get a job and a retirement plan and mm-hmm. then die you know yeah. i mean it it's it's seems like the the magic is just below the surface. How do you uh, teach the people that you work with to trust that, to explore that? Yeah, um, I want to answer that. I also want to point out why I think COVID has been a gift in that sense of what you were just saying, because so many more people have been, like, unfortunately forced, but fortunately forced to look at, am I happy? Is this the life I want to be living? They've had to pause in their normal routine of A to retirement and look at, is this the life that I want to be living? And what's beautiful is how many people have chosen to do something different and to change and to actually look at that stuff. So I think I I know it's um, not been a gift in a big way for a lot of people. And there's a lot of grief and I've lost people myself as well. And I'm very glad that a lot of us had the opportunity a lot of people who wouldn't have otherwise taken the opportunity to slow down and look at that. Um, as for my work and my business with my clients, I will say I don't teach people to run their businesses so that they can live in a van and travel the way that I do. I know a lot of people <laughs> don't want to be a nomad, that it feels hard and scary and they want a home base. Um, but I do teach people, I mean, me living this lifestyle is in a way walking my talk in the sense that I say you can have time freedom. You can take time off if you set the right systems up to support you so that you're still showing up and being visible and running your business even when you're out in the desert for a few weeks or even when you're out on vacation for a month or whatever, that with the right tools in place, you can still be being consistent in your business without actually having to do the work all the time. Um, So that's sort of the message is I show people how to be heart-centered and present and like share their beauty and their truth and their special unique brand of magic without it having to be working your butt off every single day. And I can go like I'm going to Mexico next week. I usually take two weeks off in the summer to go to Burning Man. I take two or three weeks off in January for my birthday camp out trip and, you know, numbers of other trips in addition to that. I Every other year or so, I usually go on a trip with my mom, a writing retreat to Europe for a few weeks. And while I do that, my emails are still going out. My social media presence is still there. 
my programs are still running. My clients are um, usually on pause because I don't usually like to see clients when I'm in Europe or whatever. And they love that because they get to see that that's possible for them too in their mm -hmm. businesses. That's um, exciting. Can I ask you a question? I, I saw on, on one of your on one of your uh, webinars that I watched, I heard you say that you uh, you had you were obsessed with productivity, passive income, and email automation. Yeah. Is this how you help people create independence in their businesses? Totally, yeah. To create that spaciousness, to use the robots that we have access to, not to distance yourself from the connection that you want with your people, but to make it easier for that connection to happen. I still think it's important to message people and to call people and to have human interaction with those that audience that you're marketing to. And a lot of that conversation can get started with like the, the things that you interacted with on my website that you've already started having this relationship with my business without me having to do anything yet. And that means that every person I get on the phone with They've already started dating me before we get to the like first date. <laughs> and that makes it a warmer conversation to have with every person I get on the phone with because that front end wooing process has already occurred before we even get there. Mm. Um, so I help people set that stuff up. This is the way that technology can really be of service. That's my feeling is that it can actually free us to to be more present in life and to, um, you know, not be on the, on the treadmill all the time. And totally. I think sometimes we're still coming from an old mentality of having to work really hard. Um, I mean, I know I certainly have really had to undo that in my own thinking and I'm, I'm still working on it. You know, there's this, you grow up with this programming, you know, that in order to succeed, you have to work hard and it has to be a struggle and, you know, that, struggle, yeah. yeah like you have to earn it by struggle and difficulty. And we get so much of our self-worth from how hard we're working to get where we're going too. At least I have. That that we place so much value on the productivity that it's almost like if we start receiving without efforting, we, we value it less. Um, because, or we don't trust it. Right. Or it doesn't seem real or it doesn't even seem possible in the first place. Yeah. And I've actually been dancing with this a lot because I am – a highly productive person and I love making things and I work on 12 to 13 projects at the same time often. And I love it. I get so much joy and enthusiasm from the creation process. And yet I've noticed that there is a limiting belief that says my value is tied to my worth on this planet is tied to how much I'm creating or how much I'm producing. And as I've noticed that and unpacked that and rewritten that, I've played with uh, am I willing to receive for no good reason? Am I willing to be simply worthy of receiving abundance and prosperity and love and attention and affection without having to work at all for it? And so there's this balancing act, right? There's the beauty of creation and the energy and the enthusiasm that we get from it. And also, are we willing to have the receiving be separate from that and and do what feels aligned and exciting and also be in that yin, feminine flow, receiving energy and let that be two separate things. 
So I've been playing with that and it's been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> That is so beautiful. It's amazing to hear you say that because that's really been on my mind as well. Sometimes I think that there are waves of consciousness that rise up in the people, you know, and that's why, you, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody, you go, oh my, I've been thinking about that too. You know, that's yeah. been coming up for me as well. Totally. And and it, it's really tied to, deeply tied to um, limiting beliefs about our self, about our worth, you know, having to deserve or earn divine favor somehow to, mm -hmm. you know, to make up for something that's wrong with us inherently. And I think that's some really ancient programming that we're all starting to extricate ourselves from now. And yes. the relief and the, the, the balm to the spirit of starting to understand that there's nothing that you have to do to be worthy of abundance, of plenty, and of all the good that is seeking to reach you. It's a major, major evolutionary leap in understanding. It's such a major change. I know when I think about it, I start to just relax. Yeah. Yeah. That brought up a distinction I heard recently that I just want to share because it's up is the idea of abundance and asking for abundance and receiving abundance, abundance in its like actual definition doesn't mean a lot of good or a lot of money. It just means a lot. And so mm -hmm. if we can start recognizing that we are always in abundance, life is a lot. This physical reality is a lot. There's a lot of everything going on every single day. I think that's why we get so stressed out. There is already so much abundance in your life. It might not look like an abundance of financial wealth every moment, but if we can start acknowledging the abundance as it's here already, I think that gratitude, that acknowledgement can breed it into more of the good, more abundance of the the right stuff, so to speak, quote unquote. Well, that's so true. Yeah. You know, yeah, air quotes. Uh, it, it's so true. And, and it's what I often find myself saying to, to my clients is that is that, you know, abundance is the law of the universe. And we and it's like you say, you know, there's a lot, there's always a lot coming at you. And, and the universe multiplies whatever you or, you know, amplifies whatever you place your attention on. So if your attention is on scarcity, you're going to get a lot of that too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it never stops. Scarcity. So pay attention. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. <laughs> exactly. And that's I say, I would say, notice what you're noticing is exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, so tell me about this. Uh, I, I recently had some super fun. I was telling Molly before we started this interview that I've, I've had a lot of fun on her website. She has lots of really great free uh, stuff, you guys. And so check it out if, uh, if this is something that if you're feeling drawn to what Molly offers, and especially if you're a coach, you're building your own business, you're an entrepreneur. I took her thought leader quiz, uh, and it comes with a tarot reading. Tell me about that quiz and about the, and you also have your own Oracle deck that you created. Tell yeah. us about that. I love that you named those two things because they have something in common. So I had the idea that I wanted to make this quiz because it would be a fun project for my business. I love projects. And I started feeling like I wanted to use some cards from the major arcana of the tarot, the ancient tarot. And so I was studying it. I was reading up the back of the book of a tarot book. And one of my friends pointed out to me that she's a student of the Kabbalah and that the points on the tree of life, the Kabbalah, actually are associated with the major arcana, the cards of the major arcana of the tarot. And so I sort of went down this geeky path and I discovered 
a sort of framework that five of the cards from the Major Arcana made sense for me in this way. And there are people who know way more about tarot than I do. So give me a little leeway on this, but it feels true to me. So I've actually written a whole book about it since then. Um, the Fool, the Magician, the High Priestess, the Empress, and the Hierophant. And what came through for me is this um, sort of unfolding path, this journey of an entrepreneur, the journey of an idea going from ideation to actualization in this physical reality. It's the process of I had a download and now it's in my hands in front of me. It's like the process of bringing the ethereal into the physical. And so the five cards that I chose for that quiz and also the five cards, um, I chose also another one, the Wheel of Fortune for the Oracle deck. They, those are the six suits of the Oracle deck that I designed. And it's all that journey. So the Fool is about boldness. It's about taking a leap of faith. It's about saying, actually, I do want to move forward to this and explore this and get curious about this. I'm just going to start taking steps forward. The Magician is about acquiring your tools and about resourcing yourself and about learning about your craft and mastering the skills required to bring that to life. The High Priestess is about coming back into alignment. So it's about tapping into your intuition, bringing that... Um, deeper knowing that higher self into the body so that you can bring this forth in its most like divine uh, manifestation. Mm -hmm. And then the empress is the creator, the mother, the giver of life. So it's the actual creation process, the steps to actually bring this thing, like write the book or build the business or do the thing in front of you. And then the hierophant is the orator, the speaker, the teacher, the leader. And that's when the thought leader or the creator brings that back to the people and brings the the message of what they've learned and of what they're growing out to their audience, to the world. So I've just like had this download and then it turned into the thought leader quiz, which, you know, you take, you answer nine questions, you get a 16 page PDF about your type and what to know about where you're at in that journey of thought leadership and what to know to step forward into the next part of the journey. And then the Oracle deck is, yeah, it's used those five archetypes. And also I added the wheel of fortune to bring in some money energy. Um, and I spent two years making the deck and I wrote the whole guidebook and drew all the pictures and colored them all in myself. So it's a <laughs> beautiful cool deck and it, it's so full of your personality. You know, I love the, I love something that you've designed by hand. It's, it's like you weave your own energy into it and then it goes out to other people. It's such totally. a beautiful gift. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not a, the most skilled artist. I did go to school for art, but I feel like the energy gets imbued through the pictures that are there. So yeah, people enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And this is something you can order on Molly's website, everybody. Totally. Um, well, is there anything coming up that you'd like to to tell us about? Anything that you'd like to make people aware of for the best way to, to reach you or to get involved with you? I mean, definitely taking the thought leader quiz, you'll you'll find your way onto my email list and you'll be the first to find out when the book is coming. Um, that same framework I realized is how we do life also. So I wrote a book about those five archetypes and how my life and my business was proof of that framework existing. Um, so that book will be coming out hopefully at some point. I'm not ready to self-publish it yes, yet. I'm still querying actual agents and publishers for that. 
but you'll be the first to find out about that if you take the thought leader quiz. And then in the summertime, um, I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but in the summertime, my next six-month program called Magic Magnetic Influencer Collective, which is a group for coaches and thought leaders, um, spiritually minded, female identifying um, leaders can gather to master the inner work and the outer strategies to market their businesses and make a bigger impact. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Molly, it's been a real pleasure. I feel like we could talk for hours and I hope to meet you in person someday. I hope so too. <laughs> so, so we can have that conversation. Uh, it's been a, a real gift to have you here with your magic in the great space. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening to podcasts. We love you guys. <laughs> that we do. So addendum to our interview, the book that Molly referred to at the end of our interview is now available and I have it. I got my hands on a, a hot copy as soon as it came out on Amazon. It's called Wild Hearts Rise Up. I had it mailed to me here in France. So if you want to connect with Molly, all the information you need is in the show notes. And uh, I hope you will benefit from her wisdom if uh, what she does is something that you need. This is also the place where you can connect me if you'd like to go deeper with the work that I do. Please uh, check out the links in the episode info. Everything's there. I hope you'll reach out to me if you feel called to do so. I know that you can make the changes you want to make in your life. You just need some guidance, some structure, and some support. I believe in you. See you next time. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.